The More Better Podcast. Live, ladies and gentlemen, we're back to the Q&A section of uh, Q&A episode last section of Benda section Q&A episode of uh, the More Better Podcast is when I go live in the middle of the night when everybody's not sleeping, the insomniacs of um, the insomniacs of the Instagram world and you guys ask me questions and I'll try my best to answer them uh, in whatever way that pleases you and uh, for today, I think I have a couple of people who are asking questions. So one guy, Mr. Fidaus, is asking, what is sex? It can be whatever it wants to you, brother. You know? If you want sex to be whatever you want to be, right? It can be you looking at a plant, getting a heart on, jerking off. It can be you having consensual, making consensual love to another girl. It can be you and agenda of your choice, you know, whatever. It can be you... Um, Uh, watching a documentary about dolphins getting a hard-on and then having her squeak like a dolphin while you do her from behind or her putting a scrap on, a scrap on, uh, scrap on with the strap on and then doing you from behind, you know, whatever you want sex to be for you, that's what it is. Uh Uh-huh. Lockdown with kids is playing boss level. Let's debate this shit. Sorry, Lihara. Nobody want to debate. Nobody wants to debate with your old ass because not everybody has kids. Okay, I know some people have kids, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that at this point in time, they don't want to talk about kids. Some of us actually uh, are enjoying our own time. <laughs> some of us are actually enjoying freedom. Um, oh, but you're doing a noble thing, bringing children to the world. Okay, Lihara. I hope you know that you're doing a noble thing, bringing children to the world. However, have uh, very eventful 18 years <laughs> Okay I don't know how long The contract is For your family But usually 18 years Is when you tell the kid Okay lah I did my thing already ah, Now it's your turn <laughs> Okay Let's uh, Go to the questions um, uh, uh, Tell us Let me see Oh let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, okay. What is this, huh? What's something that people don't know about you that you are really proud of? Well, at this point, I guess, sure. What is something that... I don't know if there's anything that people don't know about me. You know, my life is pretty out there. You know, my life is pretty out there. Like, I kind of... I kind of put my life out there, man. Like anything that you know about me is it, you kind of already know. You know, I don't. I'm I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like to keep a lot of secrets, uh, and if I do keep secrets, I don't think I'm proud of any of them. So um, I think, yeah, my bota hate is a, is a secret, lah. So I think if the things that I'm really proud of, if anybody knows Fuzz, everybody knows that Fuzz l- does not shut the fuck up when it comes to things that he has achieved. Like he fucking talks about it every day. You know, I talk about it so much that I annoy myself sometimes. So, um, if I want to say that people don't know anything about me that I'm proud of, nah, if I'm proud of something, I think the whole world will know about it. Yeah, but things that I'm not proud of, uh, sometimes they know, but, you know, sometimes I, 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 try, I, I try to learn from it and I keep it to myself. Lah, huh? Yeah. So, Abang, circuit breaker to upper Haley Hali ass. I think circuit breaker at this point, you kind of have to Google, okay? You have to Google already. I cannot help you the whole time. I cannot just tell you. I cannot tell you what a circuit breaker is. I think our Prime Minister Lee Hsien Long has said it 
in the most uh, eloquent fashion in three languages. Okay, so if he can tell you in three languages, I'm only gonna tell you in one, bro. So let me see. Oh, look at that. It's from my boy sbaha.my, and he asks, Faz, will you rock just a mustache or a handlebar style in the last day of circuit break? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, first of all, you're from Malaysia and I'm, and I'm actually very, very honored that you decided to use circuit break on me instead of lockdown because everybody knows that this is a semi-lockdown. But because it's uh, quite a taboo for us to use the word lockdown because we don't want people to panic, we use the word circuit break. For the, so the, for the fact that you accommodated to your Singaporean friend by using the word circuit break, I appreciate that. Will I rock a mustache or a handlebar style on the last day of circuit? Okay, first of all, um, I'm a regular looking person, okay? I'm no, uh, I, I'm not Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't look that good. It's not like I can, I can, I can cook up something that's, that, that looks quirky and be like, oh my God, he's just having fun. Like I'm maintaining this day by day, trying to still, you know, look presentable as I can to the rest of the world. So if I rock something like that, I, I, I mean, this is already semi-arrest, you know, semi-arrest worthy look. This is a semi-arrest worthy look. So if I rock the handlebar or the mustache, it's like confirmed pervert really. You know, people look at me, they'll be like, ah, this one, I wasn't sure before, but now that I see he has a handlebar mustache, I think this guy is, a, I think he steals panties. Okay? He steals panties. By the way, last time I used to work at NTU, you know, I used to work at NTU. This is before NSA. Okay, I used to work at NTU for a couple of months. I was a security at one of the halls. Then they had this case, right, of this guy stealing panties crazy bro like and they're like oh we need to catch the panty stealer and i didn't know i was like a skinny dude back then i wasn't really very fit then one of the nights i was going patrol and then suddenly like, i turned the corner and there was this guy with like a with like an army singlet you know the army singlet they always wear and then and then and, and then he's he heard footsteps and then he saw it and then he straight away like much a dash and then he ran so when he ran i didn't know like he, if he was running after his friend or what so I just like walked closer and then I saw it was right to the, uh, to the side. Fucking all the panties on the floor, bro. So this motherfucker stole panties, but he saw me. So he's like, oh my God, security, he fucking chow. I don't know what he was doing with the panties. He steal so many panties for what? For what? Like get a girlfriend lah. I mean, if you kind of try lah, get a girlfriend like panties. Upper steam, bro. But it's a cloth, bro. Upper steam. I don't understand that shit. But I like the fact that um, that question led to that. Uh, hello, oh, let's just say hello to a couple of Reza, what's up man, uh, Reza saying hi on my live right now, um, <laughs> me fizzy says that, uh, those panties might be a mask, I don't know, mother tahu dia nak pakai, or it means like who knows he wants to wear, um, so we'll move on to more questions, um, okay, 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 okay. uh, let me see, let me see, I'm just gonna click on one, and it says taya.nz, ask me, uh, Faz, what are you afraid of and are you planning to get over it? If yes, how? Okay, uh, generally, I think a lot of people have uh, different kinds of fears or phobias. Some people are afraid of clowns. Uh, I think that's a bit weird, but I blame the movie It for that. Most people who watch the movie It, they don't like clowns. They see clowns, they get fucking freaked out. Like I know people that cry when they see clowns. Yeah, they, they fucking hate clowns. So um, for me, it's not anything physical in particular like i'm not afraid of ghosts okay like real talk like okay like i know malay people are very very uh superstitious about ghosts and it's in our culture 
It's in our culture to be like, oh my god, kena, ano, no, mana tahu kalau ada hantu, eh, mana tahu, hantu di sini, tempat ni keras, bro. Bro, ha, kau tak boleh keluar tempat ni, kan? tempat ni keras, bro. Yeah, I understand that and I respect that. But, I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm saying that I think my experience with a ghost will go something like this, okay? I walk, you know, in a very dark alley, let's say. And then I feel a gust of wind, right? I feel a gust of wind. And then suddenly my goosebumps at the back of my head start to rise. And then I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know? There's something supernatural that will happen. Jing, jing, jing. Ah. Itu dia saya jalan dekat tempat ni. Lepas tu the gust of wind. And then suddenly I see a white cloth. Right? In front of me. She has long hair. White cloth. Teeth. And I'm like... Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll be like, ah, right! Oh my god! It's a ghost! Ah! And then I'll fall because I'm so scared. I'll be like, I'll, I'll, I'll fall! I'll fall! And then, and then he comes close. And then when she comes close, and then I look at the ghost, and the ghost look at me, and I'll be like terrified for like maybe one minute, two minutes, three minutes tops. And then I'll be like, okay, now it's getting awkward. I never really got to see you up close, actually. And it's not bad, ah, huh? quite a. Quite an accurate description, you know. They've painted you quite well. You know, I've never really seen the real thing. I've only seen it in movies. I've only seen it in, like, um, literature. But, you know, to see the real thing, I just want to say, what did you die of? I just want to ask, what did you die of? How did you feel when you died at that time? All right. So now you're avenging your child's death. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. So what you want? Bladder. Like, I can't give you my blood. Like, if not, I die and I join you. Like, this is just, just, just a, you know, it's just a circle of pointlessness. We might want to find a permanent fix for you. You know, <laughs> I like, <laughs> you know, that, that's, just, that's just the whole experience with me. With me and the ghost, I think. I think so. Okay, so what am I afraid of? Okay, <laughs> to answer your question, I am afraid of um, roller coasters. I fucking hate roller coasters. Why do people do that? Why do you get on roller coasters, guys? I don't understand the whole mentality of getting on a roller coaster. Holy shit, I'm almost gonna die. Holy shit, I'm almost gonna die. Holy shit, I'm almost gonna die. Ah, uh, we were all safe after all. I don't want to put myself through risk like that. Like through the risk of like dying every single, at every single fucking turn. Like I don't know. Like how, how reliable is the fucking safety belt? How reliable is the fucking roller coaster is going at a very high speed and at any point of time, one of the rails can fuck up, okay? Like, I'm not trusting my life to a fucking bar. Like, I'm not trusting my life like that. I'm not trusting my life like that. No. Right? Fuck roller coasters, dude. I'm not getting on any of them. And the only reason why I would get to a roller coaster is to entertain my friends over the fact that how scared I am to get on the roller coasters. I'm not planning to get over that fear like I hate Roller coasters. I, I legit hate roller coasters, dude. Yeah, so... How about Viking? Vikings done. No. Hell no. Right? Hell no. Let me see. Now we can move on to the next question. Sometimes I forget that I want this thing. Um, oh, let me see. Oh, yeah. Somebody asked me, what would you... Uh, eh, tak klik pula. Uh, let me, okay, let me see. Click here. What would you do at home during circuit break now? I I will say I will start developing my biceps. Um, you know, it's been a couple of days. It's not like uh we we could go out to a lot of places anyway. I'm at home. I got a TV and I have uh, internet access. So most of the time I'll do very uh, penetrating research. I'll do a lot of penetrating research um uh, to, you know, 
uh, explore and also uh, um, you know um, do some um, studies about uh, some performers okay who perform in the in the more let's say um, erotic genre okay when I say erotic I mean it, it, just art this is just art alright like for example the video has like oh my god are you my stepdad ooh shit's getting hot art this is art okay <laughs> Yeah, so other than that, like, I've been watching a lot of series. Like I watched Money Heist recently. Jokes aside, like, I watched Money Heist, and I don't, I don't know why Money Heist does this. Like Money Heist. <sighs> okay, can I just say off the bat, Money Heist? Spanish people are just so passionate, like unreasonably passionate sometimes. Okay, like I get it. There's a lot of love in the air. Right? There's a lot of love in it. But the bomb is gonna explode in 10 seconds. Can you stop? The bomb is exploding. Take that outside. Somebody threw a grenade at you. You don't have time to hold your girl by her cheek and go, I'm like, I know. There is no time for that. Okay, get it out. Be practical. Don't think about your feelings first. Think about the bomb exploding that could kill the entire room of people. Okay, instead of you going, you know, yeah. And uh, I don't know if I want to put myself through that kind of emotional turmoil again. It's kind of like an emotional roller coaster. I watch all the seasons. That's how I, I was really addicted to it. I watch. Uh, I am really addicted to it. I watch all the seasons. Uh, and uh, at this point of time, I finish all of Money Heist and I don't know what to do in my life. So if you ask me what I would do at home during my circuit break, I would say... Um, I have no idea at the moment, but uh, I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep accompanying you guys with these podcasts. And we're gonna try and be creative, baby. It's about moving forward, man. You know, it is what it is. Alright, Jimmy Stir says hello. Uh, we must wait next year to know what happens to Professor, right? Right? Why would you put yourself through that kind of? Ugh, I don't understand, dude. Spanish people so passionate, so passionate. I don't know, like I don't know how they order McDonald's. Like, I can't speak Spanish, so but I imagine like every time they order McDonald's, oh, they give me, give, give me the hamburger. I love hamburger, mi amor. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right, we got a question here. What's <laughs> we got a question? Okay, so somebody. I don't understand these people with like all consonants in their names. Okay, I don't understand that. I don't understand all these people with all consonants in their name. Like, how is anybody gonna pronounce your name, bro? Like, real talk, right? Real talk. Thank you for being on this live, but. Let's talk about this in a practical sense. How is anybody supposed to pronounce It's S-Y-X-H-M-X, okay? Nobody knows how that sounds like. Only you. Only you know how that sounds like, okay? Worst feeling I've ever got? I don't know, man. Probably dying on stage, you know? <laughs> Probably dying on stage. Probably that's that. Probably that. Probably if you, if 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 I mean, if you play, a, if if you play a song, right? If you're a singer and you sing on stage and nobody gives a fuck about your songs, right? Uh, that's fine. But if you tell a joke and then the joke doesn't land, right? That's that's oh, ooh, the feeling is oh man, it doesn't change, man. That that stab in the heart where you're like, oh, I thought that shit was funny though, but it was only funny in my head. Happens to the best of us, man. 
It happens to the best of us. I mean, we're all human, you know? We're all human. But I guess that's the worst feeling ever. But it's also the worst and the best because, like, you know, you got to know what's the worst in order for you to be able to tell the best. So I, I always feel like that kind of... The worst feeling gives me more gratification when it comes to, like, when I have a good joke, you know? So when I have a good joke and then I tell it and then the feeling will be like, oh, man, this is great. As opposed to, like, me having a bad joke and then I'm like, oh, okay, oh, this feels like shit. So, like, I have that to compare to, you know? What... Got me into martial arts. Uh, I just didn't want to get my ass kicked, you know. Like, okay, real talk. If I want to ask, if 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 I want to tell you why I got into martial arts, okay, very simple. I used to go to Canvas a lot. Okay, anybody that goes to Canvas a lot. Actually, I don't go to Canvas a lot now because Canvas. Well, first of all, I got a lot older and I have my own nights over there at Canvas. So, like, I only go to Canvas when it's comedy nights. When it's not comedy nights, usually the crowd gets a little bit too young for me and they have a lot of energy. I didn't know that people mosh to hip-hop now. Do you guys know that people mosh to hip-hop? So, like, I used to see moshing in, 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 in like, punk shows or metal shows, but when they mosh to hip-hop, it's not something that I... It's, I mean, I'm sounding like a real old head now, but it is what it is. Like, like I, I didn't, I didn't. Rep- I, when I go to a club and listen to hip hop, I don't really prepare myself for moshing, you know. So when I step into the club and everybody is like, I feel now goosebumps every breath. Yeah, can't I got all calling the And then like they just smashing bodies into each other and all they're wearing Balenciaga and they're just disrespecting, just disrespecting all the the designer, all the fake designer that they're wearing. I just feel like it's a bit too much for me. But like, okay, so this is the reason why I took martial arts, right? Every night, every night outside Canvas, when I used to club at Canvas all the time, there will be a fight. Every night at Canvas, there will always be a fight. And shout out to Rauzan Rahman. Like, I used, he, we used to, we used to um, uh, bump into each other at the parties there a lot. So I used to have bets with him. I'd be like, okay, bro, look at that. That's white people and that's Ma'ribs, okay? So when white people meet Ma'ribs, all right, and you play reggaeton, Confirm fight. Confirm. This is like chemical, bro. This is like Mentos and Coca-Cola, okay? You put Mentos and Coca-Cola, explode, right? Same thing, okay? The white people, the Mentos. The Malay people, the Coca-Cola, right? You put them in the room, okay? And and the shaking is the reggaeton. The reggaeton will make... The reggaeton will make the white people hit on the minas. And then the Marebs looking at the minas going like, Eh, sialah, kimak ni, sial. Tengok wet aku, sial lah. Tengok pompal aku, sial. Tengok pompal aku, sial. You know? And then they'll fight. And then they'll fight. So, I always thought to myself, like, sometimes, right, these white people, right, they, they, they don't... They don't mean to... Get into those situations, right? And and whenever I see those kinds of fights, or even like Malay and Malay, or you know, just just fights, like, just fights outside camp. I always, I always think to myself, I'm like, what if one day that's me? Uh? Like, what if one day I run into a situation where I didn't mean to get into a fight, but now this motherfucker wants to kick my ass, you know? Like, like what would I do? Like, do I have any way of, 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 of taking control of this situation? I'm like, nah, man, I don't. Right? I don't know anything. I could get punched in the face and have no idea how to dodge it. You know, I could be tackled and have no idea how to escape. You know, I wouldn't know what to expect, right? Um, so I told myself, okay, la, I better learn. La. You know, if one day this thing happens to me, at least I know what to do, right? At least I know what to do. So that's how it started, okay? That's how it started. I've never fought in public before and I don't recommend anybody to fight in public because like if you, if you fight in a street fight, like you don't know what could happen to you. Like if you fought in a competition, at least there's rules, right? At least there's rules. At least the referee is there, it regulates uh, the fight and then it makes sure that none of you get un- un- unnecessarily hurt. 
But if you are outside and, and if you're in a street fight, anything could happen, you know. Like as you are fighting and then maybe like, you know, if you, if you got a mount on the guy and you're in control of the situation, suddenly the friend at the back take a bottle, smash your head. Who knows, dude? These kind of things can happen. So like, I want to recommend fighting outside. And I know, you know, a lot of this like... Um, YPs are they call it right? The YPs would be like it's that's how that's how that's how YP sound to me though. That's all I hear. But those guys, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I love I I love fighting. Like I love watching fights, you know, and I love uh, being in fights. Like when I'm doing my jujitsu fights and stuff like that, but. But ultimately, it's really just to protect myself from situations like that. And hopefully, when I grow old also, I don't want to be the abang boroi with the perut and the pakcik pakcik macam paham at the kedai kopi drinking the co- drinking teh tarik. That's all I'm saying. Like, I already fucking drinking teh tarik, okay? Teh tarik is already my favorite drink. Do you understand? As I grew older, I went from Milo Ice to teh tarik. Now, I drink a hot cup of teh tarik every time I'm at a coffee shop, okay? That is age setting in. Age is setting in for me already. Like my Malay genetics, gene- genetics, my Malay genetics, genetics there. My Malay genetics cannot deny itself. Okay, it cannot deny itself. When I'm at a kedai kopi, no matter how hip hop I try to sound, the next thing I order is teh tarik. Okay, that's that's what happens when you're 30 and above. When you're 30 and above, you don't order the cold drinks anymore. You order the hot drinks. Lah. I want a hot drink. Clear my throat lah. Huh? Clear a bit of my throat. Lah. My throat feel a bit. <clears throat> I clear a bit of my throat, like you know. Yeah. So that's that's. So I already feel that, but but at the same time, I don't want to be like those like, you know, pachi pachi macam paham. So I'm like okay lah. I just wanna, <laughs> yeah. I just wanna make sure if I'm old, at least like I don't know. At least I I know how to fight, right? Um. Let me see. Ah, uh, this one I might have to think. I don't know if I have the answer to you, but I'll I'll, I'll try and think. Okay. The worst show I've ever messed up. Hmm. I don't know about the worst show that I messed up lah, but most of the shows that don't do well is usually because the setting isn't the most perfect for me. In a sense where like, uh, I don't know, they put the buffet in the middle of the stage or something, you know, or the bar is like right in the center and everybody's at the bar and nobody gives a fuck about what happens to the stage. Hmm. What's the worst show I've ever messed up? Uh? I think oh, I can tell you, but the one time I, okay, some of the times that I died lah on stage. You know, there's definitely those times that I died on stage lah. You know, you guys see like on 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 the internet or, or the things like that. All these comedians post, they always post about their good shows, right? Where people laugh and the joke does well. But you didn't see leading towards those shows where people laugh and and they're having a good time. It's all those shows that they eat dick. You know all these shows that people never laugh when when they try to tell the same joke the way they did and these javelins of dick is just thrown at them just hitting them in the eye and the ear the nose just dicks just just as they're telling us so this one time I went to see my dicks just plow 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 their face just dicks you know just dicks and shit eating shit while dicks are being thrown at them and they just on the stage trying to be like so isn't cheese just weird like just poof, dicks you know just slapping on their faces so. So yeah, so 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 those kind of shows are usually very painful to do. But I think uh, oh yeah right right right. So there's there's uh, there was um a very interesting show that I did though. I uh, I think our president was there and our minister. 
director of home affairs i think was there yeah so they were there and then i was making a joke and then i didn't know they went through my script ready but but i have a joke about how i think malays cannot be terrorists i have a joke about about that like i you know but i think I, i forgot how to joke when i think malays cannot be terrorists because because i mean we cannot be on time or something like that yeah so 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 something around those lines ah So the moment I said the word terrorist, right? Like, like she was laughing, you know. Like, um, the the president was laughing, the minister was laughing. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time, you know. And this is like a big time, like corporate where people there, like you know, they they the 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 lucky draw prize is a Rolex kind, you know. Those those kind those kind of like high profile. It's all the sponsors and all. Just 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 really very chichi kind of like, um. A corporate line, they called me to be like, oh, we just want you to rara the crowd. How fast are rara the crowd? Ah, this rara, I don't know what rara means, you know. But uh, you know, I I kind of get what I kind of okay. They want you to hype up the crowd, but I don't know why every event person that talks to me about hyping up crowd uses the word rara. Just rara the crowd. Ah. This shit Chinese people like to say, rara the crowd. Ah. Rara. Or when they watch the football match and some and somebody's winning, they be hey, the ball is round, okay. The ball is round. Anything can happen. Yeah, la ball what? Ball round lah. Then ball what? Square. Kebodo ke? Ball round. Duh. So what if the ball is round? Then what? Then what you gonna do? The ball is round. That's how the game is played. That's why it's called football. And that's why that shit's called a ball in the first place. Why your testic- testicle is triangle, is it? It's it's round, right? So anyway, the worst show I messed up. Uh, the moment I said the word terrorist, all the secret service guys, all the fellas with the ear monitors, all all they, they surrounded her. Yeah, and then they looked at me, and then I, as I was trying to, conf- I, I was trying to like finish the bit, and then I looked at them, and I was like, okay, this one probably not the best thing to finish the bit with, so let's just move on. You just move on, yeah. So I thought that one was pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. Let's see. Let's see some more questions that we got. We're doing good on time. We're doing good on time. Oop, uh, oh, this one nice. Uh, okay. Aesop Cash. Shout out to Aesop Cash. Shout out to Aesop Cash. Um, check him out, guys, if you guys haven't checked him out. Uh, really dope, dude. Uh, and he asked, uh, Faz, how are Singapore crowds at your shows compared to overseas? Um, actually, it's different, bro. Uh, overseas requires a lot of adapting. So, uh, I think anybody that watches my shows know that usually I talk about local stuff, right? I talk about being Malay. I talk about growing up Malay. I talk about like you know uh, our culture, Singaporean culture. You know, I, I I talk about a lot of those things. But when I go overseas, those topics that are usually my crutches and usually the things that I'm 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 known for most. They're all taken away because people don't understand the references, right? So when they don't understand the references, now I have to adapt. So I would say, like, when I make a Singaporean crowd laugh, you know, it's very genuine because I feel like I'm making my own people laugh, you know, because like you know, if you're Singaporean, I'm Singaporean, we grew up in Singapore, or or you're Malaysian, I'm Singaporean, like, we kind of have like some kind of like unwritten understanding where like you understand where I'm coming from. Is that local approach? You know, is that local connection? But when I go overseas, um. It's it's about trying to connect with them, and then when you do make it to connect with them, and then when they do laugh at your jokes, or maybe they sit down there and they really understand, you know, they try and understand, and when they do understand, what wow, the feeling is just out of this world, dude. Like I love it, man. Yeah, I love making people that don't give a fuck who I am laugh. I love it. You know, I want to walk in a room, and then nobody in there gives a fuck who I am, and then I entertain that room, and then when I walk out, when I walk out, people will be like, hey man, that guy actually not bad. Ah, that's all I want, bro. That's all I want. Yeah, 
um yeah other than that man that's 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 really how it is and uh i guess um if i want to get a bit technical you know uh the taste is different lah so you had kind of have to like adapt to the taste what's up guys it's a q and a segment again we're going to be do this almost every day because it is what it is Eugene Sol, Singaporean cross, a 70% expat. I don't know which show you go, bro. My show got a lot of local, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's something... Oh, this is nice. What's something that offends me? Prata with sugar. Fuck y'all. That's what I say, man. Fuck y'all. That eat prata with sugar. Seriously, you are, you, you are the reason COVID-19 exists. Okay. It's caused by prata and sugar. I'm kidding. Let me see. What what's something that really offends me? <laughs> uh, not much lah. Actually, I I think things don't really offend me a lot unless if it comes from a mean place. Like if it doesn't matter what you say, is the intention that you said it with. Okay. You can say anything. Like, you can say, hey, bro, you know, mother pussy fat, like, whatever. Like, but if you said it, and I knew that you said it jokingly, and we have that kind of relationship, it doesn't offend me. Like, it's it's fine. Like, with if I if you said it with the intention of being funny, that's cool, dude. Like, you can say pretty much anything you want. and and, and But you have to be able to translate that emotion across. But you can say anything, and the intention can be... You know, with with the intent to hurt, and 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 that's when it offends me. It, your intention offends me as opposed to what you say. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want to say to me, dude. I'm cool, man. Like like my threshold is very high. But if you say, you can even say like, "Hey, bro, you got a nice head." Right? That's not even supposed to offend me, right? Is it? You got a nice head, but the tone and the intention that you 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 put across was like, yeah. Fuck you and you hate you little bastard. I hate you. I hope you die. So like that intention is like what the fuck? What the fuck did I do to you? Yeah, but you are you gonna say, eh, hey, bro? I'm not pussy fat, bro. But we're just ripping. Yeah, that's cool. So that's what offends me. Intentions, not words. Um, Malays on time offend me. Like I also Malay. I like these people that type like they are type like they have a little, type like they retarded lah. Uh, Let me see. Oh, okay. This is nice. What is your favorite sneakers? Uh, Ray Chu ninety eight was popping. Ray Chu ninety eight asking me what's my favorite sneakers. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I would have to go with um. Mm, I'm gonna have to go with AF ones. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Air Force ones. Yeah, they're they're most the most practical to me. Yeah, that they're, they're the most practical to me. They're the most practical. Uh, um, they they go well with everything. Um, and they're affordable. Uh, they're comfortable and they look good. They look good. You know, they look good. They look good. They don't buy into the hype. You know, sometimes there's a hype versus, but that it is what it is. AF ones, you don't go wrong. It's pretty basic. I know it's pretty basic, but you can make out whatever you want to make out of it. But And I think AF ones that when in doubt always go with AF ones. To me, when in doubt always go with AF ones. Yeah, let's see. Kalas galanya untukku. The song suddenly in my head. 
Okay. The best hip-hop album... Faz, what is the best hip-hop ev- album that you've ever heard? Best hip-hop album? Uh, I only listen to album up to a certain point in my life. Lah. Then after that, I just started listening to singles. You know, I think during the Spotify era, we all stopped listening to albums already. But I did listen to one album. Okay, I'm a big fan of J. Cole. So I would say... Um, um, K.O.D. was dope. I really like K.O.D. Um, but... Um, the album. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Now I gotta choose between best. You know, best. You know. I would say. I would say. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Of course, it's pretty basic answers, lah. For people, I know. I know. There's a lot of hip hop heads out there. Like, uh, mainstream. Uh, when you listen to the main, you gotta. Haven't you heard of uh, the flan flan from this flan town with like. 50 followers, bro. He's really a genius, bro. Listen to this genius that only has 50 followers. You know, he's, he's a play, he plays... He plays off... He plays... He plays offbeat hip-hop jazz slash punk heavy metal not shit, bro. You know? Like, like you gotta listen. It's, it's, real, it's, it's, it's real underground, bro. It's, it's, it's the new wave, you know? Like, those kind of guys. But I'm, like, just a straight-up, like, hip-hop consumer. So, just, just um, things that, you know, things that I see on the mainstream, that's why I consume. So, I'll say, are you like Dreamville? Do I like Dreamville? I like Dreamville. Yeah, yeah, I like Dreamville, actually. Dreamville's pretty dope. Um... That album, I fucking forgot the name lah. But the album with Love Yours, the album with Wet Dreams, that album, that J. Cole album. Yeah, with Wet, Wet Dreams, Love Yours. Uh, that, that whole album. I think it's Dreamville, is it? Is it Dreamville? I could be wrong. But the one where he's sitting with wearing a blue shirt. Yeah, that one. That album's dope also. Yeah. Fast, how do I grow a beard? Don't shave. You know? And then whatever beard you get, that's what you get, bro. That's what you get. You can't choose. You can't go against God's wishes, okay? If your beard is just three strands, then you better rock those three strands to the ground, bro. Those three strands are going to be your lifelines, bro. You better find a girl that looks at your three strands and go, Oh, baby, I suka tiga bulu you. What, whatever, whatever that means, you know. Uh, let's see. Three words to decry- describe myself. Out of job. <laughs> That's three words to describe myself right now. Out of job. Okay. COVID-19 done took all the jobs. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see what you say. Uh, okay. My my views on professional wrestling. <laughs> I love, I love professional wrestling, man. I think professional wrestling is uh, uh is like soap opera with stunts, dude. I fucking love it, especially since like I I worked in the in the stunt industry for a long time, so I know what it takes for them to pull off such moves. Uh, professional wrestling is dope. It, like my my favorite wrestler of all time probably would be Shawn Michaels, and then it'll be The Rock after that. It'd be The Rock and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, these two, yeah, they 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 really were the showstoppers of their time, lah. Right, because of the mic skill. It isn't even the wrestling skill. I don't think they. I don't think they were the best wrestlers out there. There were a lot of other like really really good wrestlers out there, like Rob Van Dam and 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 probably uh uh Devon Dudley and those guys. Or me me and Jeff Hardy. You know those people with like super skills. You know, I'm more of an attitude era kind of guy. You know, when it comes to WWE, you know, like like with those guys with super skills. But I think the mic skills that Shawn Michaels had, the charisma that Shawn Michaels had. 
and also the wit and the humor that The Rock had on the mic. I was really a big fan of the way they spoke on the mic. So when you know when 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 Shawn Michael talks on the mic, like he captivates the entire audience. So I think that's really half the battle right there. You really have to be good, you know, with the microphone. So this with the microphone, right? So so yeah. Chris Benoit, Kane, Undertaker, I cannot talk lah, bro. I can't talk for shit, man. It's just playing their whole character. And I don't think you like Chris Benoit very much if you knew what he did in real life. <laughs> if the world apocalypse, what will you do, bro? That's what they're asking. If the world apocalypse, bro, what would you do if the world apocalypse? How? How? Huh? If the world apocalypse... What would I do? I don't think I can do anything. I think I will die along with the rest of the world. Okay? I would die along with the rest of the world. It is what it is. It is not in my power. It's in the power of the world. It's power of the world. Uh, yeah, having a cop apocalypse. Uh, oh, okay. Final question and I'll ciao. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. All right. How did you get your show on netflix how did i get my show on netflix uh, that's very interesting actually this is very interesting um okay i was on this hbo show as an extra okay i was on this hbo show as an extra um and i met this lady who was on set and i didn't know who she was because on set she was just working as somebody that was helping the people on set so i was just there as an extra and i was like you know like talking to her and I was like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do comedy, you know, and stuff like that. And I was very nice to her actually because I I thought I was just, you just be nice to the people, you be nice to like you don't, you don't even know who he is. So we just like normal, like, you know, just like, uh, you know, just having conversation. She's just, just nobody, she's just somebody on set. And then she was like, oh, you do comedy, that's fun, that's fun, whatever. I did my show. Okay, I did the show, I think it was with Ellery or something, the HBO show. And then after that show came out, about like uh, I forgot what the name of that show was But after like A month or two months She calls me She's like Hey do you remember me? And I'm like Oh who? Oh this is that lady That you spoke spoke with uh, At the set of that show That you did And I was like Oh cool 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 uh, Why are you calling? I said, Oh I work with Netflix now uh, We were thinking of giving you your uh, A special if you want I was like Damn sure Right So that's how it got about You know So the moral of the story is Um don't the moral of the story is be nice to everybody you'll never know where they end up you know be nice to the people on the way to the top because you might meet them on your way down and be nice to people uh when they're down because you never know when they might be your boss so yeah so that's that's i'll end up q a with that i hope you guys are having a good time and uh, stay strong i'll be accompanying you guys any chance that i get here uh, with uh, these Q&A segments and uh, hopefully if you guys are listening and you guys are alone I'll keep you guys company as much as we can love you guys peace